like fit talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you filthy! <laughs> Welcome back to Flyover State of Fear, and I have a great guest with me this week, Cortland from Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. Hey, Cortland, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. Hi, Joe. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So, Cortland, um, we, as we learned in our pre-show just now, uh, shares a real mutual interest of uh, his whole podcast is about uh, my favorite um children's anthology horror specifically you guys did all of you for the dark and you're in yeah. goosebumps now so what's up what's up yeah yeah all 100 episodes yeah i mean they just had a new season last year actually and they're going to be having another one soon if you haven't seen them yet it did get picked up it did yeah they okay. had a reboot in 2019 mm-hmm. and then they did a second season of the reboot in 2021 i was a really big fan of that 2019 reboot um, I thought it was so well done and like creepy and like a good way to come like rejoin it all in. Yeah. I bought the sequel season and I have not finished it. Like Curse of the Werewolf or something. No. Um, Curse of. Oh, shoot. What's it called? Curse of the Shadows. Is what yeah. Is. I didn't yeah. finish it. Just, it's good. It's yeah. good. So, um, yeah. So, uh, once again, thanks for joining me. Um, of course. Tell me, uh, uh, Tell us a little about yourself and uh, the podcast. And Yeah. Well, uh, my name's Cortland. I'm a millennial, of course. I have the Same. most millennial thing Im- imaginable here. I'm an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. I, it is, uh, that is <laughs> the first podcast I ever tried to get off the ground was a Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. That's amazing. That, yeah. is, that is lost to time on an iPhone somewhere. I love that. Yeah, we started the whole thing. It'll be three years in April, I believe, for us, for the show. Congrats. So. Thank you. Yeah, I know it's hard to get that far with podcasts. Um, there's so many out there, and you know sometimes people just don't stick with them, unfortunately. But are you afraid of the dark? Is an interesting one because I have it's how I discovered your your podcast. Yeah. Um, I have looked it up, and there it's weird. It's an odd one to have a podcast for because like the concept's so there. Yeah. The execution's never like I don't know anybody by name, so I'm not throwing anyone over the bus. But the execution <laughs> wasn't there. It was like, we could sit around and talk about this show. And then it was like, okay, and this is just, like I said, on the three I had listened to or whatever. It was like, okay, you guys need to get over the hump of just criticizing their clothing. It's 1993. Like, there's more to this episode. It's fun. So the whole reason we started things out is because my co-host, he actually lives in Australia. He used to live here in Michigan with me, but he he moved. Um, And I was having some hard times, like, connecting with him you know, with the distance and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, you know, I started listening to podcasts a couple of years ago. I was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to start a podcast? And he was like, yeah, I guess. And we were going to do, you know, shit horror movies and just make fun of them and stuff. And sure, have a good welcome. time with it. <laughs> but we were like, you know what? I was like, I love the show growing up. I haven't seen it in like a decade or more. Let's do Are You Afraid of the Dark. So 
we found the episodes on Daily Motion, and we just kind of went yeah, with it. There's a few and, up there. Yeah, that's how we had watched it originally. I ended up, you know, buying seasons and stuff for it. But it's fun because, like, that's how our show started too. Is that we were just kind of talking shit about these kids doing their best, and yeah, it just it's, it didn't feel right, you know. So we started to find things that we really loved about it and appreciated it. So probably about the sixth episode or something, we just kind of like switched gears and enjoyed the show for what it that's is. Where you f- find that the footing. artistry in it? it there's um, amazing things going on in that show. It I. Uh, so uh, you're currently watching them. We'll just get this out of the way before I like as you could tell. I can probably I could talk this series specifically for <laughs> all four hours. Um, what? So I always found that you know the two that could compare. You're you're currently in the midst of Goosebumps. Yeah. And you've done all Are You for the Dark? And I think you said there's a lot more to it. I always found like yeah, Are You for the Dark has its there's better episodes than there's bad episodes I found. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there, there's writing strong on a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, I always found the goosebumps TV show episodes, except for a few. And I've watched most of goosebumps as well. Uh, even though they share the same casts for the most part, same they filming do. locations. It's like I, um, it's not as strong as a show and they don't have as many iconic episodes. I mean, this is a guy who has, you can't see my backgrounds, but a Goosebumps <laughs> blanket hanging up side by side from, yeah. creepy, like, uh, Creepy Company. <laughs> so, that's just what I always found. And I wonder if that's true or just me, like, having nostalgia goggles on. I think universally people think that Are You Afraid of the Dark is just, like, a creepier kids horror show. Um, it's funny. I actually did an interview with uh, the co-creator of Are You Afraid of the Dark, DJ McHale. And one of the mm-hmm. things he had talked with us about is how... Um, he didn't want the show just to be straight scary the whole yeah. time. So he's got those episodes that are, Fantasy. you know, like uh, Tale of the Dollmaker, for example. We talked about that in the pre-show. Like, I love that episode because there's not really a bad guy. It's just kind of like this situation that the kids have to get out of themselves. Mm-hmm. Or, my, uh, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. It was in my all-time favorite episode. I don't know what we're talking about because of the diversity yeah. of it. Oh, I wanted to is... ask you what your favorite was. Okay, it's it's The Night Shift. Night Shift is so good. Yeah, it's, and that's a horrifying episode. It's like, scary. They didn't pull on punches on the villain, no. on the the monster. Um, but then I'm gonna th- I'm gonna think about what my favorite like non horror episode is. Like that's like there's not villain because there's a lot of them. I mean, I know, I can Bike. tell you, Shiny Bike is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a little dated, unfortunately. Just kind of like that '90s mindset of mm-hmm. like, you know, when we watched it, it was like, oh, this dad is like making fun of his child for having like these traumatic things in oh, his life and seeing yeah. ghosts and stuff. And I was like, that is incredibly nineties. Like that's not how it would fly today. But, um, I can say one of my favorite episodes that isn't scary, like really at all is, uh, the tale of the full moon from season two. Oh, is that the one with the brother? Brothers, a werewolf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just so like that is uh, one of the episodes that is directed and written by Ron Oliver, who did direct some Goosebumps episodes too, mm-hmm. like um, Night of Living Dummy too. He did that one. Okay. He's just got this Ron Oliver charm, as we like to call it on our show, where it's just like silly, but fun, and I don't know. There's just something Dummy about it. And like the Haunted Mask are like the two that I'm like, okay, Goosebumps, you you have good <laughs> episodes and the rest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do want to so before we move on. And I'll mention this because the movie you picked today, Return of the Living Dead 2, yeah. reminds me a lot of, like, that era of, like, 
Goosebumps and Are You for the Dark as well. And this was a first watch for me. So um, if anyone is listening, though, and you are looking for a modern, like, Are You for the Dark itch mm-hmm. uh, that has some really creepy episodes, there's two shows. One is R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour, the I've TV series. Yeah. Um, you, I Unfortunately, you have to purchase them on Amazon. They're not, like, a good streaming option. But they have some really creepy episodes. One of those ones more didn't uh, for a tween. And the mm-hmm. other one is Netflix has a show called, I believe it's Creeped Out. I've heard of that too. Yeah. Uh, another just good little YA like anthology series. So mm-hmm. um, I could talk children's anthology, horror anthology. I know. It's so day. good. It's such a, the beautiful thing about it is it's such a good gateway to create horror fans. Like what I loved about Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps right now is that I do live watch parties on Wednesdays mm-hmm. of the episodes we cover on the show. And I always have my son with me. He's seven. And oh, fantastic. He loves them. He loves horror. Like, I'm just crafting him into a little horror person. Because my <laughs> wife doesn't watch horror movies with Mine me. She watched this one, but... <laughs> for all... Everyone who's listened, and if you listen to every episode, I say it every episode, my wife, I talk about her way too much. She <laughs> does not listen to horror movies, or watch horror movies at all. Um, although, for what we watched today, I was like, you can come in and sit down, it's not going to bother you. And she saw no. one like, puppets, and she was fine. Um, having said that, uh, which is a good segue in, what is your horror origin story? That's kind of a basis question of this show. I would have to say it's Are You Afraid of the Dark for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I was the kid that whenever, when did it air? Let me look at 1991. I mean, I was two years old, so I was a little young for that. But I remember being up at on Saturday night for Snick and watching yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark with the family. You know, mm-hmm. I, I vividly remember like, the tale of the guardians curse airing and, and watching it with my mom and my dad and everything. So I've, that was definitely it. But another fun thing, um, I don't know if you did this or not, but going into movie stores back when we used to rent movies at, you know, family video and all that stuff, just walking down the horror aisle and just looking at all the covers. For oh, I did that movies. and be like kind of scared of them and like run away, yeah. but intrigued. Oh, absolutely. And they'll, the one that stands out to everyone, it, I still haven't even seen it. I have a horror podcast, but I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot. Is Dead Alive, right? Yes. Dead I was Alive. Say, one, Dead Alive. Yes, it everyone. Is. I mean, it's there's a consistent, doesn't matter who you are, the Dead Alive cover. You might not even know that's the name. I told you it's someone holding open and there's a demon looking through yeah. it. Um, so that's great. Yeah, no, Art for the Dark was huge for me. Um, I have a brother, brother's four years older, and uh, yeah, he. He really, like, that's him and my cousins. We all watched that. And then, like, mm-hmm. it always felt like good gateway horror. Because it took a while right. to get to others and, like, more advanced. But it was like, I have this and it would freak me out. But it's palpable. The one that, oh, man, there's so many episodes that I've seen since that I also have false memories of. Like, mm-hmm. the um, the one of the girl who keeps getting the acne and the uh, ugly. Yeah. Um, um, Tale of the Vacant Lot. Yeah, that one stuck with me. Like, I always remember that one a lot. Um, and that's one where it was more of, like, my memory was stronger than the actual episode. Uh, but The Night Shift is a vivid one. Watching it on SNCC on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then maybe 12 years after its release, right? My eighth grade or so, rewatching it. I mean, like, no, that's still scary. And it... it yeah. It stars uh, Sloan from Entourage. (laughs) The the cool part, like, that is the original series finale for the show, so they just went all out on it. Wait, really? Yeah, that was episode 65 out of 65 for it. I did not know that. Um, 
Yeah, because I and then I actually remember the, the art for the Dark Revival pretty well. Because we were a little older, and when it came back, and has a a few good episodes, but nothing, no two, no real standouts on that revival. No, I think it's worth watching, but it's not like the anything to really write home about. The Wendigo episode's pretty good, but I do like that one. People yeah. seem to not enjoy that one, but I think it's creepy as hell. It that's why I think it, there's nothing really happens, but it's creepy. But any. Yes. I'm sorry. No, no. I <laughs> I, I could truly, legit talk about Are You Afraid of Dark Forever. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, <laughs> I truly like it's a comfort show for me too. So I'm so that's one of the reasons why I want to have you on here is <laughs> this fun perspective of um because people remember the show, but I I also think for some people, and this might be a little rude, their memory should stay their memory, and they shouldn't revisit Are You Afraid of the Dark or shows. Nah. Like some people can't handle like being like just accepting that like it's okay it's still good but you it's not gonna scare you you don't expect it to <laughs> even at its worst it's still so much fun to watch yeah there's so much love in that show they got to do what they wanted with it and they like being able to see the directors like figuring out new ways to do things it's just so much fun to watch like as my, an adult my least favorite episode i'm gonna keep doing this this whole show um and it's a popular one too is the iguana uh, oh. uh sister sister episode that's a dark episode. I know we it's don't like dark. That one. It's weird. It's dark in story and ending, but it's it's filmed so light that I, I it's like I don't know. I never clicked. It never clicked with me. Oh. See, we use that episode anytime. There's like never no, clicked with me. With uh, the last episode last week, we did Let's Get Invisible, where there's like twins yeah. and stuff. We're always like, anytime there's twins or something, we're always like, this would be better if it was T and Tamara. Well, that's true. <laughs> they are they are standouts in it. Tour de Force right there. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. That's the one that I maybe because it's the popular one that I could point to that I'm like not as a fan of. But yeah, there, there's it's gonna all, they're gonna come through to me. One also that I like when I listen to your episode today about it, and it sucks because it's. It's a better episode than it's given credit for, but it's not the best. It's the badge episode. And I think I always just liked Yeah. I always just liked the makeup, I think. The makeup is so good. Yeah. Yeah. That other than that, it is, but I'm like, the makeup and the guy running around, I'm like, I get it. He went all in. Like he was badge. Like yeah, <laughs> that actor went for it. That and the uh the old Greg episode. Which will the dead man's float. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those creatures remind me of old that old Greg sketch. <laughs> it kind of actually reminded me of Return of the Living Dead. Um, a bit, yeah. Uh, what you picked today. Um, so anyway, that's... Uh, we could just talk Ari for the Dark and Goosebumps for another hour and say our <laughs> Return of the Living Dead was good, but no. Corlin came on today to talk Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yeah. And as I've already said, I, I had... This is the first watch. This is actually, I've never seen the first Return of the Living Dead. Oh, you haven't? Um, I, too. This week, I... Or previous week when I was watching, I knocked them out, and um, it's funny how just different they both are. Yes, uh, but yeah. so I'm gonna read. Um, I copied and pasted it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna read the synopsis that Google has, and yeah, it's uh, it's either gonna be accurate or no nonsense. It's one sentence, and it's okay. a mysterious gas brings the dead back to life in this brain munching sequel inspired by George Romero's zombie trilogy. That's the snoppists you get. Yeah, it gives you nothing. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's the <laughs> ongoing thing. It's either like we did Scream recently, and that was similar. It was like movie that changed the the landscape of horror. 
iconic Wes Craven. It's like, that's not a synopsis. <laughs> um, so, but that's the movie personally. Like I said, I had not seen it. I knew it about it. Um, and first, I was real quick. We want to talk about the first one and how sure. like, yeah, jar- we can watch it. jarringly different it is in tone. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the first one's a. I mean, it's different than, say, Night of the Living Dead, but it is just like it changed the way zombies were. I think that's where zombies eat brains came from in the first place. Yeah, I mean, that's the one consistency of the brains and like the the humor in there, and then like, um, it has that cool heavy metal look to it, where they have everyone, um, you know, they're all punks, and then like it's extreme violence and nudity and this melting pot of works and what I was reading about it that first one is kind of kind of kind of annoying it's kind of a kind of shitty in the sense um that uh, Romero and company credit mm-hmm. uh Land of the Dead for flopping because Return of the Living Dead came out like two months prior and did like kind of okay numbers but not really <laughs> oh do you mean Day of the Dead Day of the Dead. I'm sorry, not Land of the Dead. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know you're. I I was I almost picked Day of the Dead because that's probably my favorite zombie movie. I just picked that up on a. I love that movie. On the, the Shout Factory. <laughs> Joe, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I picked it up on Shout Factory and then um, big bucket list got crossed off today. The Dawn of the Dead on physical media finally got my hands on one and. <laughs> That used to be such a rare movie to me. Um, I The reason I pick zombie movies is I love zombies. Okay. Um, my first experience with zombies was from like Resident Evil from on the PlayStation. Like mm-hmm. that first FMV where the zombie turns around. I was like, well, uh, let me back up a little bit. I actually used to play Zombies Ate My Neighbors on the Super Nintendo. I remember Sega Genesis. Zombies Ate My Neighbors, yeah. Yeah, it, that game of all games used to give me nightmares. And <laughs> I don't know, from then on, I was just a zombie fanatic. Um, I'm, a, I'm a zombie... I'm a, uh, light i don't i don't uh i don't have the the love for it as everyone but i respect it my my first like turning point um and if you could credit to my horror origin story would be though the 2004 dawn of the dead remake because i went to the movies to see it and it was the first horror movie i saw that i was like oh these could be funny like we Mm -hmm. were laughing and it actually gave us a little too much confidence for like a bunch of 12 year olds of like what we can watch yeah (laughs) Because then I wa- I've, I've said it before in the show, then I've watched, like, a month or two later, House of a Thousand Corpses and was traumatized because I was like, <laughs> well, it, 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 all horror is funny now. Yes. Yeah. You know. So, um, so I'm surprised, actually, I've never seen either of these Return of the Living Dead movies because of that. Because that was, like, a really, that Dawn of the Dead was like, yeah, this is sweet. So, but I... You know, people credit that one with zombies running, but I, these two movies have running zombies in them. Yeah, I don't know if this is the, like, Return of the Living Dead 1, if it's the first time they did running zombies. But, uh, I mean, they're the worst zombies you could kind of come up against, because not only are, do they run, but they're, like, indestructible in these movies. This one especially, and um, both, that's the one thing these two movies share, and we can move, you know, well into the, the story in a second. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that they have the same look of zombie, the same horror comedy, right? These like puppets, and they kind of have the zombies coming in, and they ret- both return of the living dead zone, um, just in swarms eventually, where they are running, but they're also swarms that are all smarter. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, they're a bit smarter. They do talk a bit too. <laughs> yeah, the, the comedy is really, really there. I, 
be full transparent. I didn't like my watch of Return of the Living Dead. Did not really like it. Mm-hmm. And we're about to talk about part two. I did like it. Okay. Cool. I, I, yeah, I found a, a lot of fun in it. Um. So, part two's back, and part one ends partly. Um. Which I do love the ending of it though, because they just essentially nuked the town, and they're like that's it. They days uh days done. So you spend your whole time with all antagonists who are gonna die anyway. Yeah. Never really enjoyed that kind of movie style where everybody dies at the end. I feel like it's kind of like oh well. Yeah. Just wasted my time. But Return of the Dev- Living Dead makes it fun because the characters are cool. Yeah, the Return of the Living Dead. I mean that that's like. That's one of the ones where like I don't think I'm as critical as that ending as I think I am to uh the Star Wars they did it in a oh couple of years ago. Dude, that's right? what I yeah, I keep that in mind. I'm like, just like Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like all right, that's a cheap out. Why am I watching a Star Wars movie where um, spoilers? <laughs> but yeah, sorry for anyone trying to see Rome. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um so I'm going to, if you're listening to a podcast, I'm just going to, a, a movie podcast that is horror, I'm just going to assume you have seen those Star Wars movies. <laughs> no, but really, any anyone new, listen, there are spoilers, full conversation. <laughs> um, So, we start off, though, in this new movie, and immediately, I am more drawn in. It does give me, uh, Ari for the Dark, Goosebumps, YA vibes. Um which I thought that was so interesting that you picked that because the cast is a lot younger and you are having following kids around and the kids are what they're riding their bikes and they find uh, basically like these barrels and uh, correct me when I'm wrong. uh, They kind of like unopen one of the barrels, the group of kids and smoke appears and they fake that they don't see a zombie that they did see a zombie in them and then we kind of cut to the other things going on and the one kid or main kids getting getting bullied during this as well yeah yeah he's doing like some initiation with two other kids that are i don't know they're in their his same age but they look much yeah. older than him so <laughs> they do. yeah my my uh, wife was like how are they in the same group like how are they the same age that makes no sense that's jesse right yeah jesse's the main yeah. kid with like the blonde hair yeah, the, but that's a good the initiation, and but he comes running back. I mean, he instantly knows everyone else just brushes it off. But that's our start of yeah. Terror so they foot. they find like this canister that has you know like a dead body in it, and it says like, oh, if you find this canister, call the army at this number. And Jesse's like, oh shit, we gotta call the fucking army. And the other kids are like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> they go back home, and then the other two kids go back to the the capsule and then they fuck with it and they yeah. release all the gas <laughs> it has to, a very... of course a graveyard <laughs> yes and then we go to our graveyard or our grave diggers oh yeah these guys did you notice because you watched return of the living yeah Dead. I, yeah did you see that it was the same characters uh, well, not same, the same actors, characters, same actors? Yeah. yeah so the two leads of the original uh I'm sorry i usually have the things right next to me uh two leads of the original or in the original and die are two characters in the new one where they're grave robbers. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know what? They're not just like, uh, cameos or anything. They're full characters. They're just playing new guys like this. Part two, you'd easily tell that this was, Hey, we have a zombie movie. We have IP. We're just going to put them together. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, 
that's what's going on here in this movie. It's not fully like Troll 2, where they just slap Troll 2 on it, but... Right, Troll 2. <laughs> there's no, like, continuity of, like, the first one you're seeing. Nah, this is... I think this, this not... was, I think this takes into account, like, Part 1 just didn't exist, I think. Yeah. Because, like, it, they don't really reference Part 1. They say, like, oh, we got this trioxin shit, but that's about yeah. it. The And the, the do- I think the Doctor is shared. One character is the same character. I know that the the two grave robbers are the same. Yeah, so the grave robbers are there, and the one my one question is, why did his girlfriend go with him to the grave? And he's just like, yeah, just wait outside. She's the getaway. I don't know. <laughs> I the part that I don't get. Okay, so they these we switch over to these two guys, and they and they do some grave robbing. They go into like a mausoleum, and they, you know get their bolt cutters and they cut off people's fingers so they get the rings and stuff. Like one guy wants to cut off a head to keep it or something. It's really weird. Um, oh yeah. Think... He's ready to chop that, that off. He's like, she <laughs> want a ring? And he's like, Oh yeah. And their payout before you, I, I know you is, is in, it should be red flag. Anyway, he's like, well, you want to make a hundred thousand dollars? I just, I don't know. It's not it's good not business. Funny. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm not sure what she's doing there because they're like, Oh, we'll be back in a couple of hours, but they just like sit there and they don't do anything. And then it's yeah. nighttime. And I just don't, I don't know. That's the it, one that's, thing that I don't get about the movie. That's right. She's waiting around doing? and not even to say like, cause it stands out. Like she's also like, they like, they like dressed her. Like she's done up to go out too. So she's waiting around very like this pretty woman dressed up. Yeah. looks like she's going out for the night. She's waiting around a graveyard for her boyfriend and his grave robbing buddy. Yeah. And they're waiting. And, um, but in the, while we're, while we're waiting on that, cause we do lose Jesse and the kid for a minute. Like this is really the three we're going to focus on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the guy's grave robbing, the, the zombie smoke comes through and, uh, this is also where logic gets questioned because this the the smoke in that infect them without a bite because they're like my skin's itchy. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for. But like, so when they unleash the smoke on the and the stuff, like it's in this like sewer grate, kind of like in it, you know, mm-hmm. leading down to the sewer where where the it is. This like it comes out of the sewer and goes up and over into the cemetery where it you know gets into the soil so it goes down and you know raises up the dead and they're sitting in a mausoleum just eating sandwiches and shit and then they see like the mist come in and they're like oh mm-hmm. this makes my skin feel bad like, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know why like what's the radius on this stuff I'm not sure <laughs> I you know we're not gonna beg too many questions but <laughs> um. This also really feels like a really good episode to of like look wise of uh, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Tales from the Crypt. Um, we're considering like moving on to that one at some point. I recommend. I mean, just like that's in that same vein. It's just yeah, what you're doing now, just with like boobs in every episode. <laughs> like that's really there was like a mandate in every episode of Tales from the Crypt. Like you need. Uh, to it say, was on HBO, man. Like you need to say to. fuck three times, and you need four pairs of titties. <laughs> um, but it's a good. Show. I, there's some great episodes. I love that show. But they, there's some things in this that really remind me of that, with like, um, just the makeup and the like body parts falling off of some of the. Yeah. Um, and that's a fun thing about Return of the Living Dead is even when we see our first zombies, right? Like. 
they all look so different. Like, it's like they really want the budget towards each one. And then some, like, I don't know, just standing in the background will blur you out a little bit. <laughs> they um, do that, though. They do that. It's kind of like, it's not like in Day of the Dead where, like, every single zombie had its own makeup. and No. You know, they paid everybody a dollar to be on set to be made up as zombies and stuff. It's a little bit. A lot of the zombies are are people that have like been in the ground for a while, so they just kind of like you know put mold on them and ugly them up a little bit here and there. There's some fun, and we're just I'm jumping around at the moment. But there, <laughs> there's some fun like skeleton, just skeleton like gags in this. Skeletons aren't scary. Yeah. Um, and this movie isn't scary. I mean, no one should even put this on. It's a horror comedy with a heavy emphasis on the comedy. Yeah, it's definitely more comedy, especially compared to like Return of the Living Dead Part One, which I think was a little more horror than comedy, mm-hmm. but it was kind of there too. Um, and then so we do get Jesse like running back home, and he tells his sister, who um, and her boyfriend, like we got to call the army. And this is where I'm a little confused. I know I have the Wikipedia, my right? Because I have a note on here. He, I mean, he's dressed like we're going food shopping in like April 2020 with like the mask with the N95 yes. on, and like he goes yeah. back the barrel site right yeah he so before he can get the number for the army the kids like push him away from it so he goes back home and he like sits there and he thinks about it for a second and then he masks up like he's ready for a pandemic and he gets back in that sewer yeah, and he gets the number and that's where he sees the first zombie yeah which uh is tar man who is in uh the first movie too okay yeah and i meant that i missed it was so back to back and uh <laughs> um Sorry, now we're ba ba ba. Yeah, it returns home, and the sister. I don't know if you noticed this. She's dressed just like Ned Flanders. Are you talking about after she's done jazzercising? <laughs> yeah, we do get a jazzercise <laughs> moment. I'm apologies. We get a jazzercise. I was gonna say she looks like she's 35, so that kind of that syncs up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the same uh, green and pink like collared shirt, and I all my notes just read Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders. <laughs> I like, love it. Nan Flanders has the worst sisterly instincts, like, as a note. <laughs> she does. Um, but, and then the, this is kind of, like, where the basis of the movie is. This is when we start getting, every, the zombies come, and then kind of everyone's just running at point to point. Yeah. The one thing that I don't care for about this movie is that, especially with the grave robbers and his girlfriend, who I think his name is Brenda or something, um, most of the lines that they deliver are them just screaming, which can mm-hmm. be great. Like they do a good job, I guess. But uh, that Brenda, she just screams every line. I'm not. No, nah, there's some bad. Like they're, they're like there's some bad actors. This is a good beer. Like this is a is a, like I said, first time watching it. Like it's definitely now gonna be in. We we're nowhere near finished talking about it, but <laughs> in my Halloween rotation, October movie month rotation, or hey, we want something spooky, but it's starter horror, like. Yeah, and it's that's a perfect film this, for that. I think that's where this stands. I think this stands as a good beer movie too. You probably can make a great drinking game to it. Um, so I will feel, say, oh sorry, and that's okay. When Netflix was really new and you could only get the DVDs through the mail, I rented this movie. So this was probably like twelve years ago or more okay. now. And um, this was the first movie I, I had a little bit of um, insomnia back then. It was the first movie I watched. And then I watched the entire movie again with like the director's commentary in it. <laughs> oh yeah. I meant to do that. So if you they, say, they say some good stuff. I have the, I purchased the, the sh- the screen factory release of it. And I was like, just have been doing it more for this show. 
to listen to commentary and I just didn't, I didn't have the time. Um, so apologies. So if you do have anything you remember, please share. Um, oh, absolutely. Some, yeah, sometimes the commentaries, even on those special releases are like just pulled from an old one they did and they don't. <laughs> I want to say with the commentary, it was mostly the kid that played Jesse that was doing it too. So okay. it was like, Oh, I remember in this scene, you can clearly see I'm a body double right here. Like, <laughs> I believe that stuff. too. Like, uh, a lot of mistakes probably thrown everywhere. It pretty. It looks like they did one take for every scene. I'm like, okay, next, let's move on. <laughs> like, uh, a lot that's of charm. Of film. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it. Um, and then um, one of the bullies, the the one who looks like the kid from It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he looks gets like turned. The, uh, never mind. I don't Billy? remember his name. <laughs> his name. Yeah, his name's Billy. He's, he's, we follow him home and he turns into a zombie and he's the only kid yeah. who's in the zombie and he, he murks his mother. He does. Yeah. Yeah. And he, that's, I mean, I like, so I'm jumping a little bit, but he kills his mom and they turn and that's where like, you're going to run away. And we're talking about, um, the grave robbers and the girlfriend. And I love how she doesn't get turned like they just meet up find each other we're like in that scenario they were still a lot of zombies still out like she would have just ate it like she would have been bit yeah oh you're talking about like when they're still in the cemetery and they're yeah like, they're still running okay. away like i'm because we have them running and then they meet up to a house where they kind of pick up an old guy <laughs> yes yeah so the the zombies come out like jesse's like holy shit there's zombies here i gotta go tell my sister and call yeah. the police and all that stuff he gets home and that's when the zombies start like attacking his neighborhood and uh they're like oh like the boyfriend's car gets smashed because the grave robbers steal it and they run it into the pole while he's trying to call the the army and then uh you know the um the phone just goes dead so they're like fuck we gotta go into town we gotta get a car we gotta call the army so they're like, well, fuck, who's got a car? And they're like, oh, the old doctor across the street, he's got yeah. one. Let's go to his house. I kept this car clean for 40 years or something and not a dent. And uh, so they grab him. And that's what it feels like. It feels very like 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 there's this line and then we're just picking up different people along the way. Because that's it's, we yeah. kind of don't see Joe. Uh, Jesse, isn't it? Joey. We kind of don't see Joey until the grave robbers get to Joey's house. Yeah. It has that kind of like split, you know, stories going on until yeah. they converge, which is fun. I like that. I, oh, it, it, that's, I think, where the most fun of this movie is, um, is like the, the grave robbers really do steal the movie from like a character standpoint. They're funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's be real. The the when they we could easily tell they're turning into zombies like everyone's <laughs> hanging around them and it's like i'll stay with you it'll uh, be yeah. fine you can see like their makeup gets progressively more like sweaty and stuff too. yeah and they <laughs> like I mean, they complain they last pretty long they do yeah i mean hey they all they got was a, a light misting of it so they got to slowly die <laughs> yeah they last pretty long um but then we have uh, we're we're really in. Like, please, if I'm missing anything, fill me in. I am um, have the this thing next to me. And then um, they meet up, get to the house with all of them because they're like, "Let us in." And then I know there's mobs of zombies coming. I mean, that's where we're at. They didn't get the car just yet. Yeah. Um, still yeah. So the grave robbers they just jump into the boyfriend's car. They smash the telephone pole. 
And then they like try to get in there and like, oh, help us, you know. And then the zombies start breaking into Jesse's house with his with his sister and the boyfriend there. Yeah. And the boyfriend, um, he's such a dweeb. <laughs> yeah. Like the sister and the boyfriend, like I, I kind of hate that they lasted the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like I'm not gonna say this movie has any protagonists. I mean, I feel like the main one's Jesse, which yeah. I think the kid did a great job. I, I With the film, especially because it was filmed primarily at night, like they had a lot of things that they had to work with with this kid to have him as the main. Sure. Because um, I'm pretty sure there were laws where like they couldn't film past a certain time period and the whole, the whole movie's at night. So I, for what they did, like they did a really great job. I, I think he did a really... Oh, he, yeah, no. He's, he's a good he's, actor. It's it just, it, it just fun to... like. He lives and like his sister and the boyfriend and then the boyfriend's more caring than the sister. The sister like could mm-hmm. care less that <laughs> that her brother like ran out there to go like defile zombies <laughs> until she has to worry about him. Yeah, she's like, ah, oh, my parents would be so pissed. I guess I gotta go take care of. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that's super stereotypical, like nineteen eighty eight sister yeah. though. You know, definitely. Like, why do I have to take care of you? Is this a zombie attack? <laughs> and he's seven. She reminds me of the sister from Troll Two a little bit. She does have in the and the and with the aerobic stance. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should. Seen... I will say I've only ever seen Troll Two Rift from the Mystery Science Theater oh, okay. Three Thousand Guys. Never seen the movie. Like I've watched it a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there's a really good document. <laughs> there's a really good documentary for anyone listening called uh, Best Worst Movie, yeah. and it was made by the kid actor about the Troll 2 fandom and, like, where kind of how it shaped people's lives. It's a really good movie mm-hmm. for the documentary. Troll 2, not a good movie. Um, but same vibes, though. They, I mean, the same vibes. This also movie gave me a lot of um, the actual legitimately good movie, uh, The Burbs. It gave me a lot of Burbs vibes, too. Yeah. I just seen that movie for the first time a couple of years ago. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, really underrated. Like, Joe Dante, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, I don't know. They, they, they this is where I'm, I'm sorry. This is where I get a little lost in the movie. Like All they right. kind of just come up the plan. Now they got to get out of there. Like the army's around and the army doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So but the army's been right. That's one thing I failed to mention. The army's been ready to go. Yeah. The, the thing about this movie is that they kind of don't explain things enough a little bit there because Jesse calls the army, but the telephone lines get disconnected. So he isn't able to like tell him where he is or something. Yeah. But they get the car from the doctor. So they add in a new character. They add in the doctor who's, you know, kind of like the drunk old man. He's great. I love the doctor. Yeah. And then they are like, okay, well let's get out of town. But the movie doesn't really tell you that they've already evacuated the entire town. So the way it tells you is they drive around. They're like, well, there's nobody around. I wonder what's up. I thought they all turned into zombies. I don't think that's what it is. No, I, don't I think, think some have, but I think they evacuated. I think you're right. I, but truly, I've only ever watching it one time. Yeah. It just feels like, oh, they're they're all out there in the crowd. Uh, brains. Yeah. Um, one of the zombies, I have a note here, and I don't remember where it is in the movie. Um, <laughs> that's just what's going to happen. Sorry, guys. Not even. Um looks like a Goomba from the Mario Super Mario movies. Yes. Are you talking little about the head. one in the crypt? Yeah, little head, big body, and it's yes. so good. It's, it's perfect. Um, it's... This movie 
also likes to put every man in a vest. That was another. I know I have a lot of clothing yeah. talk in this episode, but I wanted was, to wear a vest while I was watching it. A lot of vests. They're all in vests. I felt out of place. <laughs> uh, but and I, I do love how too, like when we see more of the zombies and everything, they they all shuffle around like a bunch of drunks. Mm-hmm. Even though we we're saying they're r- running, like they do, kind of walk around like people like hammered in the kitchen. There's a weird moment, like so when the zombies first come out, they're all walking, they're all slow, like typical George Romero zombies. But then towards like the middle to end of the movie is when they start running, and I don't know if that is. Showing us that those are like the doer zombies, the ones that haven't been in the ground. I don't know. <laughs> I Again, it doesn't really explain. I, I, I mean, from everything that's out, there's not, unfortunately, there's not much like easy, like, like notes to pull from places about this movie. And that's why you're probably listening to this episode. So <laughs> girl, fuck myself. Um, is the director really didn't want to be there. It sounded like from, I can see that. There's... Apparently, he wanted to make a horror. Like he only wanted to make a horror movie, and they wouldn't let him. I kind of get that vibe a little bit. So yeah. So it could be it could just be something like that. Like it was truly a man checked out. I could believe that. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever seen any of the other Return of the Living Dead movies, but only if you one haven't, and two. I suggest stopping there. The rest okay. are garbage. The rest are very bad. <laughs> Only one and two, and then uh, I'm going to do a little bit of zombie deep time with uh, recently getting dawn and a day and all that stuff. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. But I do, like, I don't know. I like how, I don't know how I have these people were to survive because they're all just so dumb. Sorry. So They are, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, still... Oh. When the smartest person in the group is like a, a nine-year-old, 11-year-old boy, you got problems. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you have a literal doctor in your group, and the kids because you're just dying because they're still dry. Like where we're at with the audience, kind of knowing is we're still driving to the next location. It does yeah. feature one of my, but the guys are dying in the back, kind of, and this is why I think they're so dumb. I think her name's Brenda, who's the yeah, or the um, the girlfriend to one of the grave robbers. The girlfriend to one of the grave robbers. She's just holding on to him as he's turning, but he's not even turning it. But it features one of the best gags is the cousin it hand gag mm-hmm. oh yes yeah so they're they're getting out of the neighborhood and there's a zombie on the roof of their sports car uh that they took from the doctor and they don't realize that so they're like oh, the guys in the backseat they're dying a little bit and they're like oh why don't you just open up the window get some air so he opens up the window and there's a zombie on the roof who like grabs him and then they roll up the window and it chops off his hand and then you get yeah it's funny it flips in the hand there's a really great gag of like flips the car off. Like there's a lot of those moments in here. And then um, have we seen yet or so? Cause it happens twice. Kind of like the hand where a head's just cut off and it's allowed to just kind of talk. Yeah. That part's weird too. So the grave robbers, when they're in the crypt, they actually do cut off the head of a corpse. They stuff it in the bag. And then when they get to the house, they're like, Oh shit, my bag's moving. And then it is a talking head of like, yeah, that southern happens. accent talking head for some reason. I think they just had fun with it. I mean, that's all it is. I think it's just here's a gag because this is almost movies more like zombie gags place to place. Mm-hmm. So at one point we're driving and then, um, and then we do lose our uh, grave robbers on that at a certain point. Um, but they get the they they am I going a little too uh, ahead? We get to the truck. 
the meat truck with them throwing the meat out. And that's another thing. Oh, yeah. That's a great bit, but it's not another thing that's not really well explained to us as the audience. Like, I rewound a few times, but like, did I miss something? Because we lose the old man out. I'm sorry. Unless you could, we lose the old man. They just cut his character at one point. Mm-hmm. He's in the building with the booze. Yeah, they're I'm, just like, I'm jumping you don't really have anything to do with ahead. them. <laughs> but you never really... So, the three, the three now are, are taking all the zombies to the power plant. Yeah, so what happens is, at one point they hit a zombie with their car, and it flings into a um, like a lit up sign or something, and it gets electrocuted and it kills it. They don't really explain it in the movie, but they you know realize that's how they can kill the zombies mm-hmm. for good. Hey, I want to give this movie a little credit uh, <laughs> about killing zombies. Is I like yeah. that they do acknowledge how to kill zombies, or like we saw this in it's not in the movie when they try to shoot the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they shoot the zombies and they're the invincible kind, so they just yeah. kind of get right back up. And I I respect that because the more and more I'm probably talking about this all our episodes, nothing with zombies, you're my first zombie guest. Um is when a movie doesn't reference like the thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Being part of pop culture. Did you read no spoilers? Did you see like Midnight Mass at all on Netflix? No. Okay, anyway, there's a thing, the thing that's going on in that and it's modern day, someone would say, oh, this is just like this really popular literature X. I'm being really vague. So, you know, no spoilers completely. But <laughs> so I like that this movie at least is like, no, these are zombies. And we're supposed to shoot them in the head, even if it doesn't work. Yeah. It goes, well, it'll happen in the movies. And like, this isn't the movies. I like that too. It's, uh, it's, it's a little cryptic. Cause I think the only way to kill them in the first movie was like incinerate them. And that just kind of causes more problems for them. So this one, like it shows you like electricity. If they get well, electricity, it'll kill them. I failed to mention electricity did bring them to life. In the, in this one, we had a little like of the clouds opening with the electricity. Didn't, uh, uh, I thought when the, I thought when the barrel opened, we had a little like storm happen. And then, Oh, you know what it is, is that in the first movie, because it does rain in this movie. So in the first movie, what happens is they have this zombie and then they incinerate it. And then the, like the smell, I don't want to say the smell, like the stink clouds of incinerated zombies get into the rain and that pools down and then it goes into the graveyard and that brings the dead back to life. Like it just, oh, I one fed many. I no, it's okay. That, that does kind of happen to this one too, though. Cause like they release the trioxin and then it starts raining over the cemetery and stuff. That's okay. So it's kind yeah. of the same. Yeah. So, but we are bringing them, they're throwing the meat out. Yeah. So they try to get, they try to escape. They try to go to like the town's edge and they get blocked off by army guys. Cause they've already barricaded the city. Cause they know there's a zombie outbreak and they just start shooting at them in the, um, uh, in the ambulance that they're mm-hmm. driving. Cause they, they went to the, the hospital at one point too. Yeah. So sorry. they're like, well, fuck, what the hell are we supposed to do? Right. So they decide to go to the meat factory and get a bunch of beef brains as the boxes are labeled and they start just chucking it into the streets and they lead the zombies into the power plant where they try to set up something so that they can electrocute them all at once. Cause they got like puddles of water from the rain from the night and they turn off the power and they start, you know, putting wires down or I don't know. They, they, they're stuff. really, they're really liberal with what they think is safe to touch at the power plant. That's not going to kill them. <laughs> they're like, Oh, we turn the power off. They're we like, should turn it off, pull some cores out. And then like, one of my notes is like, 
Oh, they really? That's that, that just that easy to shut down the power. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Power for the whole town is just one lever, just like Frankenstein. Like, whatever. No big deal. <laughs> um, and then one really key thing to mention, though, is they have a walkie-talkie, and they're in, mm-hmm. they are in cahoots with the old uh, doctor. Yeah, so I think the plan is that the doctor stays inside, and he flips the switch back on once yeah. the zombies are, like, in the water, so it'll fry them all. So but, the four of them driving. Yeah. Or in the in the truck. and. But um, the boyfriend does leave the, the walkie-talkie out. He puts it down. And so the old guy is like, I'm just going to get drunk. And pulls out a <laughs> yeah. bottle. And it's like, sweet. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't actually drink it. No, um, he doesn't. But it, he's real close. He's, he's almost there. Yeah, so what happens is, uh, you know, they lock the zombies out. And they're setting everything up. But the original boy zombie the original billy he's back and he is apparently much smarter than the other zombies because he climbs the fence and he jumps over and he hits the button and he opens up the gate and all the zombies come in it's so funny it's funny about billy too is he's such a slow transformation of looking like a zombie yeah yeah yes they just put a little like furrowed brow on him and that's about it yeah it's good enough yeah (laughs) um so anyway yeah it's fun though because like you got Billy and then you know Jesse the the little kid, they all get trapped in the ambulance and Jesse's the only one that can fit through a window so it's kind of like up to him to save the day and you get that fun like, you know Jesse versus the other kid zombie yeah like, it's fighting the bully. To me, that's when this movie's at its best is when I get mm-hmm. to like watch the kids the Goonies ness of the movie. Yeah, I'm a sucker for like kids doing amazing things or like, you know, final girls and stuff like I'm a yeah. sucker for that shit. So I loved it. And the kid, you know, he takes the screwdriver yeah, and he rams <laughs> awesome. through a bit. Like that's the, some of the best parts is just the practicality of like this membership of the, of, of the zombies of this movie. And they all look go- like goofy. Like mm-hmm. that's the point. But yeah, the kid, Jesse drams a screwdriver through his mouth. So he's like, all right, whatever. And he thinks he gets them. And, you know, Jesse, who's no shy of being nine years old, says, that must be the power switch. (laughs) Turns the power on, electrocutes all the zombies. But guess who comes right back? Billy. And they have another kind of, like, fight to the death. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Billy comes back and he, like, smiles with that screwdriver, like, (laughs) (laughs) Billy, shut the fuck up. Until, uh... Until the old guy comes back, right? And kind of gets gets Billy off of him. Yeah, he takes a bottle and smashes it over a child's zombified head. <laughs> I would, too. Yeah, right. I would, too. Like, Fuck off, Billy. You know? And the the sequence, the, the one sequence, the sequence of them all, like, electrocuting mm-hmm. is so long and fun because they take their time to show us all these different types of zombies. Yeah, that's a good es- part. Especially the Michael Jackson zombie. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson zombies. Uh, pretty iconic uh, for this movie, anyway. Yeah. I, I gotta say, it's funny, though, because that electricity effect, that, like, blue electricity that they used for all the electrified zombies, uh, apparently it was really expensive for them to do that. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I feel that that was, like, the number one. It was like the, the, that effect, to me, looks like oh, just a par for the course. Yeah, it's like, kind of, like, what ages the movie a little bit. Yeah, like, that electricity is what you see in, like, I'm just gonna keep rattling off bad movies, um, like, in, like, <laughs> Trick or Treat. Trick or treat. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. The heavy metal, um, have, not the anthology movie. There's a heavy metal horror movie from the 80s. Oh, okay. About a 
uh, a rocker comes back possessed as a school like teen. It's not good. It has it's famous for having Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Sim Gene yeah Gene Simmons in it. Anyway, but that movie eighty four when it uses that electricity and it's real well. So that's surprising that that was expensive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Like the budget of the movie. Like I got Wiki pulled up here. It's six point two million, and I think that that was the most expensive thing about the movie was adding in that electrical effect. I guess that makes sense. Like we kind of said before, a lot of the, a lot of our pro, our effects and uh, prosthetics, like they really, you know, it it almost it's almost purposely cheap to make it yeah. part of the humor, which is how you, which is good better than us. Which is better than trying to convince us it's scary. And I really like the soundtrack. I really think there's some fun music through this whole movie. Interestingly, so this movie has, I don't know if they got copyright problems or something, but some of the music in this is not the same as it was in the original release. Gotcha. So I think, uh, I'm reading it right now. A bunch of, bunch of plus movies for stuff. I believe the version I watched, the Scream Factory version, is the original release with the all the music restored. The original is much better music. Like I'm a huge fan of like 80s, and mm-hmm. you know I, I love listening to like video game music from the 80s and 90s and stuff. Like I love the music from this movie in the original release. I just rented it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, this Saturday, right before we recorded, because I wanted to watch it again. And the music was different than what it, it was. was. Okay, so yeah, get yourself that Scream Factory because Wiki mm-hmm. tells me that it was it's the version you want to watch. Yeah, yeah, I th- um, can't remember if they changed it for Return of the Living Dead Part One, Two, or not. But I watched that on HBO. HBO Max has it, so I couldn't tell that had the same thing. That was the one consistent style. We're gonna keep metal. Yeah, that that one is very metal. I like that. Um, and yeah. He, screwdriver and then it does have a weak ending because they kind of it kind of just goes their way yeah i don't know how they grouped up all the zombies especially considering in an earlier part of the movie they like uh like stabbed one through the chest and like left him there so like you got some cleanup to do guys yeah and the 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 army comes through and they're like we're gonna take over from here and that's kind of it (laughs) it's not I, I, it's almost, I almost would, especially with the little kids, my morbid sense of mind would have been like, <laughs> let's do another nuke. <laughs> uh, I, hear, I hear that. I hear you. Right. Like, and then we could just reset the clock for three. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like they got all the zombies. Cause they definitely, you could allude to like, there's still more out there. The army's got it, man. Like, do the cover, Joe. The yeah. army's take care of it. Even though they didn't, they had to have, you know, they a ragtag group of yeah, some teenagers and an old ass man had to do all the, teen- the work. The teenagers, the kids, the old man, everyone talked to. They went to the army twice. Uh, one part I did fail to um, mention and uh, that I did find really fun was when when they showed all the zombies riding around in the army oh, uh, yeah. jeep. Yeah. So the music and like, that's the fun part of this movie. I think is when we get to see zombies, the zombies have little bits of personality and like, mm-hmm. kind of like Billy and you know, like them driving. Like, like that's where I laughed at the comedy. It's good. And there's one part where they're in the, um, 
in the ambulance and they call out to the hospital because they're trying to see if anybody else is there. And a zombie picks up and he was like, yeah, I'm here. Come to the hospital. And they're like, hold on. Who's the president? And he's like, um, Harry Truman. Yeah, that that's a good bit. <laughs> Jesse's like, who the fuck's Harry Truman? That's a great bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that stuff. So I just a few fun facts and, and anything I missed, please bring up. Um, is this very much should be and could have been a PG-13 movie? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Apparently, it's the hospital scene where the jo- zombie shot itself, shot in half is what bumped Really? Her. That of all things? Yeah, but that that's at least what guys take it with a grain of salt. This is what like, Wikipedia is telling me. Oh, okay. Um, not Wikipedia, what uh, IMDb trivia was telling me. Okay. No, Wikipedia's reception and trivia is just, it has a 0% of Rotten Tomatoes, which... It does? How dare it? Offered off twenty critics, which is kind of a lot for an older movie for it to pull. Which I did, I it was, it was annoying. I did a little di- deep dive into that, and like we don't read shows on this podcast or care what uh, mm-hmm. you know, that they were newer reviews, like they were newer critics reviewing the Blu-ray or DVD release, which is more questioning to me because, especially like a horror nerd picking up the Shaw factory movie and reviewing this for like bloody disgusting is not going to give this a zero. Like there's a lot of fun in here to be had. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine any, like this isn't, you know, the room level of terrible or troll no. too. Like this is a fun movie. No. Yeah. This joins, um, I just clicked on 0%. That's anything pull stand out to me. This joins staying alive. Um, problem child. That's mm, zero. Okay. <laughs> uh Super Baby Geniuses 2. Uh National Lampoon's Gold Diggers. Okay, sure. That's a thing. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh sad to admit I've seen more of these films that are uh that you're, are you're a baby geniuses fan, aren't you? <laughs> Big baby we're baby, baby geniuses heads on fire with state of fear. Um the other one I would like to shout out, uh <laughs> uh Nick Cage's stolen. Uh, classic film. Anyway, and Gotti. Uh, there's plenty more, but so I was surprised to see though this make this like list. But once again, that means nothing, especially for older movies. If anyone listening, if you're looking for reviews, any of those aggregator sites aren't doing you a service for older movies, especially with what their rating is. Yeah. Um. But, and the one thing I want to um, sorry. Yeah, I mentioned earlier another fun fact I had is just it wasn't written as a sequel to Return of the Living Dead. Um, uh, it says producer Tom Fox was interested in um, Winderhorn's story, who was the director, but it would only finance it if he agreed to make it part of the series. And I think that's where you have some of the dis, um, disconnect. And uh, it's pretty well documented about that, it sounds, of like actors felt the director was disinterested and all this stuff. Um, my other thing I want to bring up, and it was not even trying to be, um, not even trying to be rude. Uh, I was really happy that the end credits just ended with the monster mash. <laughs> right. Right. Um, this, this different rendition was excellent. I, I listened to the whole thing cause I love that song. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great song. <laughs> yeah. So not saying the end credits is my favorite part. But I did like that it was the Monster Mash. It's okay. Uh, that might be something that's only in, well, maybe not only in, but the end credits for mine was a song called, like, Bite to Bite or something. Oh, was... no, it is 
it is it's the mash the monster. it's funny though that must be one of the songs that they changed for the you know not for the re-release i think that's what it was originally was probably the monster mash. Because the credits came up and I was like, one of them was the Monster Mash. And I was like, I don't fucking remember hearing the Monster Mash at all. Yeah, it was like a heavy, and it's like a, not a heavy, it's like a metal version too. It's it's like a re-recorded, that. like, that's why I was like, oh, I want to put this on, like, a Halloween playlist and not just. Yeah. See, um, I want to look, I want to go on YouTube and listen to the original score of the music for this Yeah, movie, try it out. Let me know. What, let me I knew know it was much up. better. You definitely pick up that Chow Factory. It's it's like 15 bucks. It's It's well worth it. Um, so anything I've, I've, we didn't really cover, sorry, like some of it went off the rails a little bit of, uh, what happened, I feel like in the movie. I think it was great. I, th- I think we covered pretty much everything. We didn't get to the hospital much, but like, that's kind of the slow part of the movie anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, and you know, thanks for choosing this. Cause it's one of those things <laughs> where like, I'm glad I discovered it and like, or you picked it and we discovered it and. Even with its problems, this is fun enough to throw it in a rotation. You don't, we don't have to sit there and be quiet and watch the movie. We can talk during it and be like, oh, yeah, zombie got its jaw broken off. <laughs> I think it's a, a fun line between horror and comedy where it's mm-hmm. not like there's spooky things in it, but there's also like funny things and it's not just making fun of itself. As you said, your wife could handle it. My yeah. wife can handle it. Do you? Oh, no. Uh, do you think this movie, I feel like this movie had a lot of influence on, um, do you remember the early South Park Halloween episodes? I do. Like yeah. the pink eye when they all become zombies in town. I feel like this movie and South Park, that special, um, yeah, they, they, I, that was inspired by this movie. I can definitely see it. I will say I haven't seen that special since like 1998, but okay. I, I vividly remember it because I remember being in like third grade and everybody talking about it and then watching yeah. everything. It was kind of a thing right then. Um, but yeah, I can see that. No, I, 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 I that one of those ones, it's in that Halloween rotation and <laughs> Halloween is two months for me. Oh yeah. Just, you know, that the, it's start, in the last three years for me, man. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the start of media, yeah, this whole room is just hard. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so that's return of living dead. Everyone, uh, return of living dead part two. Um, you know, you know, where, I guess just where could the people find you, Cortland? Yeah. So I, I do a podcast up all night, a horror anthology podcast. Uh, you can find me on, I don't know, pretty much every podcast player. I think I'm out on at least all yeah, of them. Yeah, we'll have all of for a while. We'll have all your links <laughs> below. Um, um, I do, uh, Instagram. I make memes, videos, uh, stuff to promote. Are you afraid of the dark? We do. I don't know if you've seen any of them, but we do a condensed version of episodes. So every episode from season six and seven, we do one minute videos of them where we do like, we take the clips, we add lines mm-hmm. in there. We add our own sound effects and stuff just to make oh, it funny. Awesome. And yeah, they're a no, lot of fun. <laughs> I got to follow you on Instagram. I only follow on Twitter and one has not popped up. I've been following for about a year on Twitter. I will, uh, I can start re-uploading them for you. I have, I have mega mixes of them on uh, on YouTube. They're about twelve minutes long. No worry, I'll got to check it out. <laughs> um, and as always, you could find me here on the Flyover State of Film Network. Uh, you check our recent episodes of Flyover State of Fear. You could find me uh, probably in the episode worst over at Twitter at Chendingo One and Flyover State of Pod. All right, stay frightful, everyone. Bye. Bye. Welcome. Fly of a state of fear.